I'm Caleb Farley, and this is the Lawrence County Public Library Genealogy Podcast. I hope everybody's been staying safe and healthy and enjoying the decent weather we've been having here lately. Uh, thought for a little bit that uh, fall was finally here and it was going to be chilly the rest of the year. Nope, we're back to summertime weather. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about a person from local history. Uh, his name was Jake Izrolski. He was a store owner here in Lawrence County in the early 1900s. I'm also going to be going over some of our local uh, funeral homes. There's some articles in the Lawrence County History book that I'm going to be reading from. So, let's get into it. Something I'm going to start doing is a This Week in History bit for the podcast. Um, My plan is to find the Big Sandy News issue that lines up when the episode is going to be released and uh, read some sections from it. In the September 30th, 1921 issue of the Big Sandy News was an article titled, Jake's Store Robbed Again. For the third time in his present location, Jay Isrolski has suffered from robbers. On Friday night or early Saturday morning, thieves entered the store by forcing a rear door. Goods to the amount of about $1,250 were missed, consisting largely of the best line of women's suits and coats, men's suits, etc. A bloodhound was brought here on NW train number 16 Saturday and a trail was picked up soon and followed some distance below town. A search warrant was secured but no goods were found. On Sunday morning two large baskets full of the goods were found near the mouth of a branch below town. These were only a portion of the goods stolen, probably less than half. Jake has offered a reward for the guilty parties. I've seen Jake Izrolski show up in the Big Sandy News a few times when I've been doing research, so I did a little bit of looking, looking into him as well. It turns out Jake Izrolski was born in 1875 in Poland and at one point immigrated over here to the United States with his family. From what I've been able to find, um, the store he ran was kind of a, a low-cost dry goods store that also sold um, clothing and stuff like that. So kind of like a small department store. I was able to find another article that mentioned uh, Jake Izrolski in the October 5th, 1917 issue of the Big Sandy News. The article in the Big Sandy News all says is a lot of bargains. Jake Izrolski has an advertisement in the news this week that you cannot fail to notice and should not fail to read. It is unique because it runs across two pages. It is the fall opening sale, and Jake has a large quantity of real bargains for the occasion. He invites you to go to Fort Gay and see for yourselves. The sale begins today, Friday. I'll include a photo of the advertisement from the October of uh, 1917 issue of the Big Sandy News for Jake's big sale that he was putting on. Um, It is a two-page ad. The first half of it is on page two. The next half of it is on page seven. So I'm thinking, you know, you know how a newspaper is. I'm thinking page two is on the left, page seven is on the right, and it was folded. So if you're just flipping through, you're not going to see the full ad, so you would have to take the page out to get the full ad. 
but the ad says, the sale you have been waiting for, fall opening sale, starts at Fort Gay Friday, October 5th, and runs until Saturday, October 20th at Jake's store. So at this point, it was located in Fort Gay. Um, the bottom half kind of says where it was. It says Fort Gay, West Virginia, across the bridge from Louisa. So I don't know if that is directly across the bridge, and it was somewhere near... Um, like where the old gas station and the carryout and all that stuff was. But there's also a little note down at the bottom. It says, free bridge fare. Any purchase amounting to $3 or over will pay bridge fare for one person. So you could go buy some stuff and you wouldn't have to pay the toll on the bridge. Something I found in the big two-page advertisement that Jake ran for uh, October 5th is a little notice. It says, warning in advance. I have no stores in Louisa. You may see signs saying this is Jake's store. It is not my store, so be careful. You must come across the bridge to find Jake's store when you come from Kentucky. West Virginia people do not need to cross the bridge. So that might be why I'm having a hard time pinpointing where exactly Jake's store was. Um, it looks like there may have been a Jake's store in Fort Gay and a different Jake's store in Louisa. I'm not really sure. If anybody knows, um, please shoot me an email. I would love to figure out the full story behind this. Um, I remember my grandmother years ago talking about um, Mr. Izrowski. Uh Can't remember what she was saying. I just remember the name because I hadn't heard it before. So... Yeah, if anybody knows any stories about them, let me know. Uh, I looked in the Lawrence County History book and I wasn't able to find anything. But, yeah, uh, shoot me an email, uh, caleb at lcplky.org, or you can just give us a call, 606-638-4497. The September 25th, 1914 issue of the Big Sandy News, Jake ran an advertisement that says, When you come to the Big Fair, you will find my store on the corner nearest the post office, opposite Brunswick Hotel, a feast of bargains for you. I will be glad to see you in a big bold letters, Jake the Jew, Louisa, Kentucky. I was looking around on a website, familysearch.org, uh, for some information about Mr. Izrowski. If you're not familiar with Family Search, it's a great resource. Um, it's a little similar to Ancestry.com. They have access to a lot of the same records. You just don't have to pay for them. Uh, it's a completely free service. But the record that I found is Mr. Izrowski's draft registration from World War I. Um, at this time, he was 42 years old, uh, currently living in Louisa. His occupation was listed as merchant, and his nearest relative was Jake Izrowski Sr., his father. He lived in Cincinnati, Ohio. A later record that I found was from the 1930 census for Lawrence County. It says Mr. Izrowski was born in Poland, his father born in Poland, and his mother born in Poland. Uh, at the time of this census, he was 55 years old. Uh, it also says that he lived on Lady Washington Street, but I'm not sure where exactly on Lady Washington Street he lived. Mr. Izrowski's obituary appears in the Big Sandy News on Friday, October 12th, 1934. His obituary is as follows. 
Louisa lost another good citizen Saturday evening when Jacob Isralski passed away. He collapsed at his store soon after noon and was taken to a hospital. He was unconscious soon after the stroke and remained in that condition until the end, which came at 4.15 p.m. His parents, who live in Cincinnati, were immediately notified of his illness and a brother and sister drove from Cincinnati arriving around 6 p.m. The body was taken to Cincinnati that night and the funeral and burial took place Sunday at the Wild Funeral Home. He is survived by his parents, Jacob and Bessie Rubens Isralski, two sisters, Mrs. Levine and Mrs. Cohen, five brothers, Abraham, Isaac, Max, and Sam of Cincinnati, and Julius of California. Jake, as he was familiarly known, was 57 years old. The family came to America when he was 15 years of age. He came to Lawrence County when a young man and engaged in merchandising at Prosperity Post Office. About 20 years ago, he opened a store in Louisa and has been in business here ever since. He was an active businessman and took part in all the movements for the growth and prosperity for the city and county. He will be missed by this community as a whole and especially by his many personal friends. Four months ago, he was dangerously ill for a few weeks but resumed the management of his store as soon as he was able to. C.F. Osborne has been appointed administrator of the estate consisting of real estate and merchandise and some other personal property. Appraisers of the property are G.W. Coons, W.T. Kane Jr., and I.W.C. The final record that I was able to find was his actual death certificate. It says he lived in Louisa, Lawrence County, the lower part of Louisa, uh, and the length of residence where the death occurred had been 20 years. Uh, it looks like he passed at the old Louisa General Hospital. His date of birth is listed as January 12, 1877. He was 57 years old when he passed. Uh, his occupation was merchant and retail. It does list that he's divorced. Um, his divorced wife's name was Ethel Isralski. Something that's interesting, it does show his parents, Jacob Isralski and Bessie Rubens, but it doesn't say they're from Poland. It says they're from Lithuania. The informant on the death certificate is Sam Isralski of Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm guessing that is the brother that drove down from Cincinnati. The undertaker was H.H. Kurtwright here in Louisa. Um, he was over the old Kurtwright funeral home that we had. And the burial took place in Cincinnati on October 7th, 1934. It does list his cause of death, but Mr. Kurtwright didn't have the best handwriting. Um, so I have no idea what it says. I was able to find his gravesite on a website called findagrave.com. Uh, this is a volunteer-based website where people go to cemeteries, take photographs of the headstones, uh, upload them to this website and document the person's name, birth, death, burial, uh, location, stuff like that. Uh, Mr. Isralski's is buried in the, and forgive me if I mispronounce this, Beth Hamadrash Hagadol Cemetery in Covendale, Hamilton County, Ohio. Uh, 
more specifically, his plot is section 4, lot 6, grave 51. You'll see the Kurt Rott name pop up on a lot of death certificates and obituaries from uh, Lawrence County in the mid-1900s. In the Lawrence County History Book, Article B-3 is Kurt Wright Funeral Home, 1927 to 1972. It's as follows. The Kurt Wright Funeral Home, founded in 1927 by Henry Herndon Kurt Wright, provided for Louisa and Lawrence Countyans the first licensed funeral director and embalmer, the first motor equipment, the first factory-made caskets, and the first ambulance service. Upon his arrival, Mr. Kurtwright bought out casket salesmen Augustus Sider and Frank Pig. Born in Shelby County, Kentucky, Mr. Kurtwright grew up in Pleasureville, where his father, H.K. Kurtwright, owned and operated a funeral home. After graduation from Pleasureville High School, Mr. Kurtwright attended the Melton School of Embalming in Louisville, where he was graduated. He was employed for several years by the Hollis Miller Funeral Home in Ashland, where he was offered a partnership. However, his vision of owning one of the outstanding funeral establishments in Kentucky brought him to Louisa. For many years, he had the largest privately owned display room for caskets in eastern Kentucky, and he served constituencies in West Virginia and Ohio, as well as in Kentucky. Arthur Green, Sr., in his book, Kentucky Memorette, copyright 1938, stated, There is a position to fit every man. Surely a man never more wisely chose his profession than H.H. Kurtwright. It is from such a man as he that one would appreciate kindness when kindness is needed. At the time of his death in 1967, and in keeping with his professionalism, Mr. Kurtwright was a member and past president of the Eastern Kentucky Funeral Directors Association, a member and past president of the Kentucky Funeral Directors Association, a member of the National Funeral Directors Association, and a member of the Associated Funeral Directors Service, a select group of funeral directors who are members by invitation only. He also served on the board of directors of the Kentucky Funeral Directors Burial Association. In addition, Mr. Kurtwright had been active in community and church affairs. He is a member and past president of the Louisa Rotary Club, a member of the Businessmen's Association, and a member of the First Christian Church. Following Mr. Kurtwright's death, his wife, Mrs. Elizabeth Kephart Kurtwright, also a native of Pleasureville, continued with the business. She was assisted by Richard P. Reed, a licensed funeral director and embalmer, who had joined the firm in 1947, serving as manager, and by her daughter, Mrs. William T. and Beth Peters of Louisa. Mrs. Kurtwright, a graduate of the Pleasureville Academy, who attended Sue Bennett College at the University of Kentucky, was a licensed funeral director, and she had assisted at the funeral home from its inception. Active in her profession, she was a member, past president, and past secretary-treasurer of the Women's Division of the Kentucky Funeral Directors Association. Also active in civic and social affairs, Mrs. Kurtwright was a charter member, past president, and past secretary of the Louisa Women's Club, charter member and past president of the Louisa Rotary and Club, chairman of the Lawrence County Beautification Committee, and a member of the Lawrence County Improvement Association, 
member of the Big Sandy Area Development Council, and charter member and past regent of the Louisa chapter Daughters of the American Revolution. As a DAR member, she also served as sixth district chairman of the Kentucky Society DAR and as sixth district press chairman. The Vancouver marker in honor of the first Watt child born in eastern Kentucky was erected at the Louisa Fort Gay Bridge by the DAR while Mrs. Curtright was regent. It was later dedicated by Chief Justice Fred M. Vinson. Mrs. Curtright had been a member of the Pleasureville Methodist Church from 1912 to 1927 and was a member of the Louisa United Methodist Church from 1927 until her death in 1984. Being active in church affairs, she had served as a member of the official board of the church for numerous years. In addition, she was past president of the Wesleyan Service Guild and past secretary of the Women's Society of Christian Service. In addition to Mrs. Peters, the Curtwrights had a second daughter, Mrs. Charles R. Linda Fugit, who frequently assisted at the funeral home and often provided music for funerals. Mrs. Fugit, a graduate of Center College, served as an elementary music teacher for 29 years in Kentucky schools. She now is retired and lives in Dunwoody, Georgia, where Mr. Fugit, also a native of Louisa, is Associate Director of the Secondary Commission of the Southern Association of Colleges and Schools. Mr. and Mrs. Curtright had three grandchildren, Charles Henry Peters, who, following the tradition of his grandparents and his great-grandfather, is a funeral director and embalmer with the Robertson Funeral Home, South Shore, Kentucky. Mrs. Beth Peters Bradley and William Lee Peters, all of whom assisted at their grandparents' funeral home. In addition, the Curtrights had five great-grandchildren, Mary Ann and Charles Henry Peters II, Angela and Melissa Bradley, and Nicole Peters. Among the most notable funerals handled by the Curtrights was that of the 13th Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States, Fred M. Vinson, a native of Louisa, in 1953. When Mrs. Curtright retired in 1972, the funeral home was closed. The Big Sandy News stated, The closing of the Curtright Funeral Home marks the end of an unexcelled professional service in that field. This article was by Mrs. Charles R. Fugit. Something we have in our genealogy collection, um, at one point somebody had gotten the uh, records for the Curtright Funeral Home. Um, it's not the full funeral home record, but it does say the name of the people that they provided funerals for, uh, what cemetery they're buried in, and I believe it does have the birth and the death date. Um, so it, do, it would help you a little bit if you need to find a name in it. Keeping with the theme of funeral homes, Article B33, also in the history book, is the Heston and Wilson Funeral Home. At the beginning of it are two photographs. One is the original Heston Funeral Home that was destroyed by a fire, and the other one is the Heston Wilson Funeral Home uh, over near Louisa West. James Heston was born in Louisa, a son of the late Creed and Lydia Reese Heston. His grandfather, Thomas Heston, owned one of the first blacksmith shops in Louisa after moving here from Ohio in 1890. Jim is a graduate of Louisa High School and the Kentucky School of Embalming. He married Sue Merritt in 1954. Sue was born in Wayland, Kentucky, and is the daughter of Fanny Jordan Merritt and the late General Wesley Merritt. 
Her grandparents were the late Kate Cooksey and John J. Jordan, Sr. Jim and Sue have three sons, Jimmy, Wesley, and Jerry, and one daughter, Susan. In March 1964, James and Sue Heston purchased from Dr. Forrest Shelley the old Victorian three-story house where the present-day funeral home stands. It was built at the turn of the century by the late Billy Evans. Several Lawrence County families occupied this old house through the years. In August of 1964, after several months of work, the Heston Funeral Home moved in and established their funeral home, July 13, 1968. The building was completely destroyed by fire. Over the next 13 months, while the present building being, was being constructed, Jim operated the business from his mentor, Henry Kurtwright's funeral home. In 1986, Heston Funeral Home became the Heston and Wilson Funeral Home with Lawrence Michael Wilson joining the firm. Mike was born in Louisa and graduated Louisa High School in the Kentucky School of Mortuary Science. He is married to Vicki Boggs, the daughter of Junior Boggs and the granddaughter of Lizzie Boggs, and the late Estelle Boggs. Vicki was born in Louisa and graduated from Louisa High School. Mike and Vicki have two children, a daughter Andrea and a son Chris. And this was written by Sue Heston. I've talked about my grandmother before, but uh, Helen Dameron was the, I guess you could say the, this is going to sound bad, the old lady beautician for Lawrence County. Um, and those are her words, not mine. Um, some of my earliest memories are sitting in her car next to Heston's funeral home when she would go in and fix people's hair. Um, she was usually the person that people called when somebody had passed and they needed their hair done for a funeral. Um, I remember sitting outside of Heston's and uh, a lot of times at Young Funeral Home too. Uh, just a quick story about it. Um, I can't remember if it was at Young's or Wilson's. I think it was at Young's. My grandmother was doing hair one time, and she was in, I'm pretty sure she was doing it in the embalming room. The power actually went out, and the way that the room is set up, if the power goes out, the doors seal to keep in cold. Um, so she was in there for a few minutes before the power came back on. And I guess one of the employees went to go check on the embalming room and hadn't realized my grandmother had been locked in there the entire time. And the employee was like, you know, Ms. Dameron, weren't you freaked out? And my grandmother, she had a great sense of humor, uh, apparently told him that, you know, well, I wasn't worried that so-and-so was going to get up. So I guess she was perfectly fine chilling in an embalming room in pitch black. I myself would be freaking out trying to bang down the door. The Lawrence County History Book also has an article about Young Funeral Chapel B-54 in the History of Lawrence County book. The First Baptist Church built their building on Main Street and Clay in 1910. L. Byron Young and Ed Preston bought the building in the late 1950s after the First Baptist Church built a new church on Pike Street. Young Funeral Home has used the historical site for their chapel, and it has also served the community with great dignity through the years. 
The chapel has the original stained glass windows, pews, and baptistry. The current owners are Ed Preston, Aaron Moon, and George E. Preston. And this was written by Valletta Robinson Moon. The article right before it, B-53, is Young Funeral Home. Young Funeral Home, located at 201 West Main Street, Louisa, Kentucky, was built by R.C. Crook McClure and wife Grace Wallace McClure in 1889. The house was purchased by L. Byron and Emily Wallace Young in July 1947. The funeral business of Young Funeral Home was opened July 4, 1947, with L. Byron Young and Leslie L. Wellman partners. Ed Preston joined the business in July 1948. Aaron R. Moon joined Mr. Young and Mr. Preston in April 1969. Mr. L. Byron Young retired in the early 70s, and in 1976, George E. Preston, son of Ed Preston and Josephine Arrington Preston, became a member of the group. Mr. Ed Preston retired in February 1987, and Mr. James Larry C., son of Amos and Betty Joe C., replaced him. The current owners are Aaron R. Moon, George E. Preston, and James Larry C. This article was also written by Valletta Robinson Moon. Well, that's all I've got for you this time. Uh, hopefully you learned something. Uh, talked about local member of Lawrence County, Jacob Israelski. Uh, told you about some funeral homes. Gave you a story about my grandma. But, yeah. Uh, the next episode of the podcast will probably come out uh, sometime in December. Uh, this one, I tried to get it out in mid-September, but that didn't happen. Had a few things pop up. Uh, but it's finished now. I'm going to get it posted as soon as I can. Uh, if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, my number here at the library is 606 638 Four four nine seven, and uh, my email address is Caleb C A L E B at L C P L K Y dot O R G. All right, you all have a good one.